right, well, today we finish our series we've been in through the summer. We've been in the series Family Vacation. We've been looking at various proverbs to help us with wisdom on this journey called life that we are on. And you'll remember, and I want to draw your attention to that first week, we did a family worship day that day where all of our kids were in here with us. And because you got to be, you got to really, this a communication, um, just a principle, even with adults, but with kids, you got to keep them engaged. So you'll remember I had the kids with me uh, most of the time, and we were talking about the straight path, and we had that in here in the front, and we had a crooked path, and we talked about the importance of living life on the straight path. We're going to wrap this up in a, in a perfect way. I wish we were smart enough to have known that we were doing this. It just worked out really well, and just, you know, when you ask God to lead you in what to preach, it, it's awesome when he just kind of puts all the pieces together for you. Because today we're going to talk about that path again and the importance of avoiding potholes in our lives. But we are going to begin back into Revelation, and we're going to be in chapter 7. And so buckle up with Revelation in chapter 7. It gets real fun, all right? That'll be next week. Now, on your road trips, you have to be careful of hazards, particularly potholes. And if you live in Georgia, you know there are potholes everywhere, right? We were driving recently, and uh, I bought shocks for my van because I need to put them on, and I'm reminded of it every time I hit a pothole because it just is jarring. And if you're not careful, hitting potholes can not only jar you for just a moment, but they can affect your the way your vehicle operates, it can uh, kick your uh, car out of alignment. It can uh, have more serious issues if you're not careful or if you don't avoid the potholes. If you hit every single one, you know, like it's a game or something, it's eventually going to tear up your car. These, these are, you know that, right? That's not surprising. You see, there are hazards along the road of life as well, and if you liken them to the potholes on a real road, we must avoid them. But even more, we must point these hazards out to those who follow us. Particularly, this passage of Scripture we're going to be reading today is about teaching your children and guiding your children. And I realize that not everyone in here is at that point in life. I certainly am, and I identify with that for sure. And so I don't want to lose you when I get into the more... Uh, the parts of the message where we're talking about specifically parents teaching their children and helping their children to avoid potholes in life. Because I think we all have a role to play, whether we understand it or not. And if we, as Christians, would embrace this role even more, perhaps the generations following us would find themselves in a better place. So when I'm mentioning this, it really applies to us all. Because there is a generation following us. And can I say for just a moment, we, those of us who are raising the next generation, me and, and other parents of small children 
in the room are future parents of small children. Those of us who are currently or will be raising the next generation, I need your help. And you can hear that as a plea of, of desperation because pretty much every day is a moment of desperation as I am raising children in this society. It's hard. It's difficult. There's a lot of potholes. And there are more potholes on the road now than when I was driving, if you get my drift. And there are a lot more potholes on the road now that our children will face and our children's children will face than when many of you were driving. I'm not trying to call anybody old in here, okay? But my wife tells me now that I've crossed the threshold of 40, she tells me how old I am all the time. So if I'm pointing at anyone, it's me. The potholes that that generation faces and the generation following are larger, more abundant, and more damaging should they hit them. So what do we do? Do we just send them on their merry way, hoping that they'll avoid most of them? No! That's not what Scripture tells us. We must show them the potholes. We must tell them what they must avoid and how they must drive and the things that are ahead of them. Now, we cannot control it. We cannot keep them from hitting the potholes, but we can sure show them where they are. And so can I just say for a moment, we need your help. I realize some of you have already reared your children, and you are, you've reared, reared grandchildren, some of you, and I realize there are even people in the room or listening online who have great-grandchildren. But we need your help. Please don't stop. Please don't give up. Please invest. Because what awaits my children and my children's children far outweighs the difficulties that we've seen in the past. We need your help. There's a very familiar proverb you could probably all quote. But there's a proverb before it that I believe corresponds with it and broadens the meaning a bit more. And we find that in Proverbs 22, 5 and 6. Would you... Turn there in your Bibles, and if you are able, would you stand out of reverence for God's Word as we read it? Proverbs 22, 5 and 6. There are thorns and snares on the way of the crooked. There are thorns and snares on the way of the crooked. The one who guards himself stays far from them. Start a youth out. This is the one you can... Can probably quote, start a youth out on its way. Even when he grows old, he will not depart from it. Thank you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. I think we see three things in this passage, in this proverb, in these proverbs, that are critical as we help future generations navigate life well. Number one, as parents, we must help our children launch into life. We, we must help launch our children into life. We cannot safeguard them all along. We cannot put them in a bubble. We cannot keep them from facing what they will face, what they will 
they must walk down a road. We have to point them in the right direction. Look at the familiar one first. So we're going to go to six first and go back to five. So look at six first. We have all clung to this promise for our children, haven't we? Raising children to be competent, kind, and Christ-like children is a feat. So we cling to this proverb. I did my part. I showed them the way. Now they must do their part, and God must do his part, and they won't depart. Trust me. I am clinging to this verse every day. But what happens when they don't? What happens when they stray? What happens when they become prodigals? What happens when they go the way we told them not to go? It's our job to launch our kids into life. No one else can do it. And we must point them to Jesus to depend upon him to complete the work, to walk with them. Because there will be a place and a time when we can't go with them any longer. We just have to pray that we showed them all the things that we could and release them. And the beauty of this is that Jesus is patient and kind with our children. But children can make their own minds up too, can't they? That'd be nice if you could just like turn on a knob and just control them, their every behavior. We'd be good, right? I don't know about your children, but my children, that was not that will not work. I have not found that button yet. All right. If any of y'all have a, a tip or a trick, let me know. That's why we must clearly point the way, particularly the potholes they will encounter. I don't, I don't know if you remember when your parents were teaching you how to drive. I, re I remember very well because it was dramatic. <laughs> um, my dad had a stick shift, which I am so thankful he taught me how to drive the stick shift. But eventually he just had to stop, and my mom had to teach me, and I learned a lot better. My dad was pretty impatient, and uh, I remember he just... And, you know, we dads, we can do this. So now that I am a dad, I understand why he did this. Because we jumped to, like, the let me take you to the hardest thing first. And I remember we would drive down the street. And in a stick shift, you know, hills are hard. And my dad, that's the first thing we did. We just went to a hill. A hill and, like, I couldn't get up it. I couldn't figure it out. I'm stalled out in the middle of it. And he is flipping out. And we do that. We, sometimes we dads, we set our kids up for failure. And I remember my dad, you know, it was always like, you got to turn there. Like, and it seemed like it was right there, and you'd have to slam on the brakes and turn, and he'd get upset, and it just, it all, you know. And then my mom, she was great, but she did this whole thing. And my moms, I don't know why y'all do this, but she would hit the floor. She didn't have a brake, but she would hit that brake on the floor. Any other, any other moms out there? Oh, good night. Wow. Y'all got to chill out a little bit. She'd slam on that brake. I'm just joking. And she'd throw this arm. Y'all do that too? She'd throw the arm. Like, your arm is not going to do anything. I'm a big boy. It's not going to do anything. My mom would, <laughs> would do that. And they, they were teaching us, though. They were teaching us how to, how to find our way along the road, right? And it wasn't easy. 
It took time. It took a lot of tears, a lot of raised voices, a lot of the difficulty. But eventually we learned. We discovered and we found how to do it. The same is true in life is that we, we have to help. We, have to, we can't disengage. We can't move away and just, well, they'll learn. We can't just push them out like a you know, mama bird does and they fly. It doesn't work that way. You have to show them the way and help them guide and guide them along the road and teach them where the potholes are and where the difficulties are, where the snares are. And that brings us to our second point, where we'll go back to chapter or to verse five. What we see is that life has many potholes for us to avoid. Verse five shows us that there are snares and thorns to avoid, and that's what I'm using as potholes. They're things that are damaging. Thorns tear and poke and prod and leave blood and marks on our, on our legs. Snares will get us and grab us and hold us and hurt us. And oftentimes the things that seem innocent and small are the deepest holes. The ones that jar you the most and leave you the most damaged because they turn into big problems if they're kept unchecked. Can I say this, and this is not a popular thought in our world. It's not a popular thought sometimes in the Christian world because of, of how it, it comes across and what, what it seems like. But if we are going to help our children avoid, and, and the next generation, avoid potholes and snares and thorns, we cannot diminish those things in the world that are snares and thorns. Imagine if you told a child, hey, look at this rose. See these thorns that are on this rose? You can walk up to that rose and just grab it and pull it out. We wouldn't do that, would we? We tell them about the thorns. We tell them how it will hurt them. Be careful. But see, in our world, we don't like to call the thorns the thorns. We're, we're careful. We, we don't want to offend. We want to we're so cautious and careful. We have to identify what is sin, what is a snare, what is the thing that will catch them and hold them and hurt them. You see what I mean? Like, we have to be honest about those things. Now, the reason that we are, we're careful and cautious and walk on eggshells when it comes to sin and the snares that are in the world is because people have been very callous and unkind in how they point out sin. Oftentimes, minimizing their own and pointing out someone else's. And Jesus has a lot to say about that. There's a, he says, uh, number one, don't, you know, you got, the, you got the log in your eye. That's a speck. Get your own log out first before you start sharing the other person's sin. So we've done it so callously, and so we've hurt people and harmed people. But just like we wouldn't let our child go into a, 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 a brood of vipers, we must be careful and cautious and help our children to find that those things are dangerous. Those things are hard. We have to, we have to identify the potholes that they're going to face. We have to be honest with them. We can't hide it from them. We can't shield them from it. We must be honest and help them to see it early on. This is hard. This is difficult. 
We, we try to have a relationship with our children where we're just open and honest, and we try to answer whatever questions may come, which gets dangerous, by the way. But if, if you're smart, my wife's smarter than I am. If you're smart, you can navigate around them and not get into all the nitty-gritty, if you know what I mean. But it's important that we show them what is appropriate for their age to understand what those pitfalls and those potholes and those sins that they will come up against are. We must identify them. We must show them. And what, is, what does it say? It says that the one who guards himself stays far away from them. You see, potholes are not meant to drive closely to them as close as you can possibly get to see if you can just barely avoid them. No, go to the other side of the road. Get out of the way. Go to where you will not hit them. And the same thing is true in our life. We must protect ourselves from the way of the enemy, the crooked way, it says. And we don't have to be jerks about it. We don't have to allow our anger to lead us. We can lead with passion, and we can lead with compassion. And we can say to our children and to other generations, I don't want you to get hurt. I've hit that pothole before. Or I know someone that's driven through that difficulty. And I don't want you to go there. I don't want you to have to feel that. I don't want you to be in that spot like I was. We lead from compassion and passion and kindness out of a heart of not self-righteousness, but out of a heart of, I've been there. I've done it. I know what the effects are. And I want you to not have to learn the hard way. I want you to learn by my mistakes and not your own. You can avoid a lot of pain and trouble if you'll stay on this path and if you'll avoid this path and we let love lead us and guide us as we warn others of the snares up ahead. The third thing that we see is that we can help our kids navigate the road ahead of them. That's the beauty of this passage is that we can help them. We don't just have to send them on the way. We don't just have to say, well, you better be careful out there. There's a lot out there and just send them on their way. No, we can help them. We can guide them. We can point them in the right, in the right direction. The writer of Proverbs says that we should stay far away. And he writes that when we lead our kids to follow the straight path and to avoid the snares, that they won't depart from it when they're old. We have that promise. And so here's what I want us to do today. To close our service today, this is what I want us to do. Let us make a declaration today. Let, a put a, let us put a marker on today. I will lead my kids. I will lead the next generation. I will lead my grandkids. I will lead my great-grandkids. I will lead who follows behind me, and I will pray for them, and I will show them the bumps that are ahead of them. Can we do that today? And I'm going to ask us to do something that normally I kind of tiptoe around, but I don't want to tiptoe around this today because sometimes I'll say, well, you can make that declaration from your seat and you can do that. I want to ask you, if you see the value of this, if you see the importance of this today, would you come forward and 
You can certainly stand, uh, be at this altar and kneel at the altar. I realize that's a difficulty. But just come and stand. And can we say de declaratively today, we will stand on this promise, as we sang before. We will stand and make a mark today, a declaration that you got to come through me if you're going to get to my kids. You got to come through me and I will protect them. I will stand in the gap for them and I will lead them and guide them and do whatever I can to serve my king in this world and to protect my kids. Will you today join me in making that declaration in just a moment? Jason, if you would go ahead and come. Today's response is simple but profound. Let us put a marker in the ground today. Will you join me here at the altar and stake a claim on our kids' lives and on the lives of the kids of the next generation, of our church, of this town, or whatever you want to identify with? Will you come and stand at this moment with me? When Jason begins to play and sing, will you come and stand with me on this declaration today? And if you're here today and you want to trust Christ, you come too. You can still do that as well. Would you come? And if that is a declaration you're willing to make, would you come and stand with me as we rely on the Lord to help us to lead our kids? Jason plays, and once that's done, we'll sing. Would you pray with me? Would you pray aloud if you are comfortable with that? And would you all cross the room as we all stand in declaration in this moment, staking a claim on the lives of our kids and the lives of the next generation, that we will stand on the promises of God. Would you pray to Jesus today to ask him to help us do that? Let's pray together. Lord, we need you today. We ask that you would be with us, God, that you would hold us up as we say we serve the King that is above this earth and beyond this earth and greater than this earth. We stand on His promises and we stake a claim for our kids to say we're going to lead them. We're going to point them toward you. We're going to point them toward Jesus. We're going to pray for them and trust that you will work in their hearts and work in their lives where we will pray and ask Jesus to do what we can't. We'll fill in the gaps where we'll fail. But, Lord, you've entrusted these kids to our keeping. You've entrusted the next generation to us, the church of God. And may we stand together, arm to arm, in you, Lord. And may we say, not on our watch. May we stand in the gap for our kids and the generation that is behind us, right on our heels. God, we love you and we trust you, Lord, to help us to do that. It's in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. You may make your way back.